Welcome back to the Redeemer Anglican Church of Asheville podcast. Uh, we are two episodes this week. This is the second episode with uh, Father Gary uh, and um, uh, your humble host, Brandon. Um, this one's a little bit of a, we talked about Advent in the last episode or the whatever, it depends on how you listen to these episodes, but we talked about Advent. And now we're going to talk about the re-entering into the physical space <laughs> yeah. of the church. I don't know if we can put that into spiritual terms, although I'm sure there's somebody that can, but um, talk about the practical nuts and bolts of of people going back into the church. For most of the summer, really since the spring, we've been meeting outdoors. It's been wonderful. I personally have really benefited from mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. But now we're getting into the colder period, and the church has made a decision, the church being the Redeemer Church, has made a decision um, with Gary and the vestry and whomever else mm-hmm. makes these decisions yeah. that we're going to move inside. There's a whole process of setting up, which Rebecca's talked about. But um, we wanted to talk today a little bit about what it, the practical steps to what it actually looks like and why it happened and kind of moving forward, what it's going to look like. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Is that yeah. A, okay. Yeah. Can I spiritualize it first? Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. So, so there are some spiritual implications. So we are people who believe that our postures form us, our um, liturgical prayers form us, that everything is. And so what I'd like to kind of think about as we go through Advent is we move inside is to say um, like, there is a sense when people are like, oh, well, we're not singing in the first service congregational singing, or we're not doing this or that. Like, I think this Advent's a perfect time to move inside because we're still acknowledging whether you come to church or whether you don't, that things are not as they should be. And so it is a time of year when it is penitential in a sense. Um, it's quiet, it's restful, it's it's introspective that that we acknowledge even with our protocols that none of us like this things are not as they should be and so maybe like even that can form us spiritually uh, and remind us and cause us as an, as advent is supposed to do cause us to long for Christ to come again and to restore things and to put things right and so that's that's uh my attempt to think about this in spiritual sense but yeah, I mean, the nuts and bolts, I mean, this is something that I remember when moving, starting services outdoors was a big thing. Like we, we hashed that whole thing out with the vestry. I mean, that was a hard decision. Yeah. And now we're moving inside um, and, and we're just trying to make the best decisions that we can um, for, uh, to offer us uh, a chance to be together and to do it as safe as possible. And I understand not everyone's going to come. And we want to be able to serve people no matter where they are um, the best we can. So I'm going to ask you some questions that, um, mm-hmm. for anyone listening to this, uh, I'm going to try not to tip my, my hand as to what I believe, because I don't think it's really important what I believe. But in a sense, I try to ask as broad a, a, a scope of questions so we can kind of reach what I imagine is uh, you know a broad cross-section of the church. So we'll start with, the the simple and yet completely ridiculously complex question is to why are we wearing masks, Father Gary, in church? Now, I will I will preface that by saying that um, most people seem to be like, okay, we're wearing masks, but there are certainly going to be people that don't like mask wearing, and for whatever reason, it's become this thing. What are we as a church? What is our stand on and wearing masks? 
Now we wore them all outside, so uh, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anybody's asked the question or not. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. what's the answer we're going to give? What's our 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 boilerplate answer about masks? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, the science is all over the place, and no matter what what you believe on this t- situation, you're you're going to find science, whatever, to to affirm your position, right? right? Um, and so I think, yeah, well, for us, it's, it's really about hospitality and, um, being mindful of the fact that like, um, whether, whether it, pre- pre- whether they're 5% effective or hundred percent effective, um, that we want to be, um, uh, hospitable to, to people around us. If for me, if it's like, if I have to wear a mask to be with my people, with our people, um, then I'm willing to do it. Um, but I also know that there's, there's, you can pigeonhole people politically, but the reality is I see like people who aren't coming to church because they're, um, they're cautious, which is understandable. That's a, that's a perfectly legitimate decision, but there's also people, um, who aren't coming to church because they, they're worried about perhaps their children seeing people with a mask. That's difficult. And then there's people who aren't coming to church because they refuse to wear a mask, you know, and I, I'm not necessarily talking about our church. I'm talking about across the board. Right. And so no matter where you stand on this, I mean, there's just, it, it's just a, di- a complex issue, but when it comes down for me, so for instance, um, you know, we just have people longing for community. I mean, they're, they long for community. It's been so difficult. They're isolated all week from people. We've seen the way that quarantine has affected our elderly, especially, mm-hmm. um, how difficult it has been. And doggone it, if I have to wear a mask to, to see their faces and to make them feel safe, and um, then I'm going to do it. And, and that's just what I want to do. And so the bottom line is it's a hospitality. Um, and, and, and that's what we want to do. Uh, so I think you've sort of answered my next question, but I'm going to put it out there. And this is a, this is no question, a hot button question. So I'm going to give you that caveat before I even ask it. So um, prepare yourself. Gary. Sure. Uh, um, here we go. It, what do you say to the person that says, all right, as a nation, we're seeing the highest rise in COVID cases that we've ever had right now, basically nine months into this, uh, churches have been given a special dispensation. Um, you know, but we could all, we all know there are lots of cases where churches have become Mm -hmm. super spreader events. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I don't know what their protocols are, whatever it is, but we're, we're speaking specifically about redeemer. What do you say to the person that says, why don't we just not have church until the spring or until we can go outside again or until the vaccine is, is hundred percent effective um, why don't we just do it online? What is your specific answer to that? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Like, I actually was wrestling about church this week, like just because of the specifics with following Thanksgiving. When when I was thinking Advent one, I didn't associate it with the week after Thanksgiving. Right. Like, I mean, you should have, but I didn't. And so, um, you know, I, I had to just say, like, we're gonna we're gonna trust the protocols. Like, we're gonna we we did our best. We wrestled with this. For so long, we we worked on it. And we're we're gonna do it. Um, I think that um, you know, personally as a pastor, I I our bishop almost died of COVID. I I am not a COVID denier by any means, but 
I'll just speak from personal experience on a daily basis. I, I meet with more people who are, who are dealing with the effects of this that are not physical, that are emotional and mental. Um, and I'm very concerned about that. I'm very concerned. Now, I also am trusting people to make the right decision, understanding that like I I cannot judge anyone for their decisions because I don't know what they're what's going on or why they're making those decisions. Uh, some people are more, you know, obviously have the the, the capability to 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 be, reap harmful benefits from this than others. And so I want to minister to people wherever you are, whether you decide to stay home or come, the best that we can. Um, we're providing the Friday afternoon Eucharist as well for people to sign up for. Um, we're doing that outside. It's going to be cold, but I want to be able to, for people who aren't comfortable with indoors to be able to do it. But the bottom line is, yeah, I, I have, we literally have family members that have died not because of COVID, but I'm convinced it was because of quarantine. Mm. Um, and it's it's devastating. And so I think that's probably the greatest um, reason why I uh, I would suggest that we we went back. So you're saying the risk is worth it um, for meeting the needs of the people that. Because there is a risk benefit. I mean, there is a, there is. Yeah. I mean, there's a risk to everything in life. So you're saying that yeah. that as a community, and you as the leader of that community, yeah. have made a decision that we're going to risk somebody catching COVID through the service, even if it's mm-hmm. a low risk, yeah. in order to meet the other needs that aren't being met. Yeah, and and again, I just I hope that I'm coming across with clarity here. Um, I would, I would say that if you, if you feel like you have elevated risk not to come, please Mm. don't. Um, I want to make that clear. Um, but I will say, yeah, is it, yeah, you, you're right. Um, I think that anytime we go out anywhere, we're putting ourselves at risk. Everybody every day is managing a certain level of, uh, uh, trying to determine what you're comfortable with, what level of risk you're willing to take. And so I would suggest that people take that very seriously and make good decisions. Nobody's judging you for not coming. Um, but yeah, I think that there are also those who are in, in desperate need of what, what we are and what we have as a people in this community. So, and, and then, then from there to say, uh, in, in, in consultation, even with doctors and, 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 and with our diocese who has people uh, from CDC and everything in it to be able to say like, okay, so how can we do this? Well, mm-hmm. well, and so that's sort of the second question I would ask then on the sort of part B of that is let's just go worst case scenario. And again, some people are like, oh, don't go worst. I, I'm saying practically speaking, if uh, a COVID case or a couple cases or whatever popped up in our church and we knew that they had been attending service, what do we do as a church at that point? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the, this is what we have been preparing for, I think behind the scenes, because I mean, I think about like, what if 
I feel like I got exposed. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, and then, uh, you know, what happens when that, you know? And so I think, first of all, what we need to do is no matter if there is some sort of um, spread in our church is to be able to go virtual on a dime, to be ready to, to go virtual on a dime. And so we're essentially doing in some sense what, what the world's doing and evaluating um, if we begin to see things to be able to pivot quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, we're prepared for various scenarios and we're not opposed to going back virtual if we need to. And I felt personally that the virtual, the church, they filmed it last week. Mm-hmm. I thought it was excellent. Good. I thought it was really excellently done. I felt like I was part of the service, even though Good. we weren't there. I didn't feel alienated from it. Um, I have a different view of the Eucharist um, than maybe most people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like God's going to forgive me for not taking the <laughs> Eucharist this week. Yeah, yeah. He wants me more to be part of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, that is good information about the Friday Eucharist outside yeah. for those people that are nervous that they should, they should feel free to go to that. Yeah. God loves us wherever we are. Yeah. A lot of churches hardly ever give the Eucharist, but we mm-hmm. are a church that believes in its sanctity and as part of the sacrament. Mm-hmm. So that is a big deal. I know for yeah. a lot of people that I've talked to are like, I really want to receive, um, you know, the sacrament. So and honestly, it is, it is beyond the, the aspect of it communicating grace. I mean, that is huge, obviously for us. But honestly, it's just good. Whether it is me literally serving to one other person, it's just good to look in their eyes. It's just yeah. good. It's just good to have even that that level of community. Um, I would anticipate maybe some of our staff might be there too, and so um, there will. Uh, it is the communal aspect of it is still important, even yeah. in that regard. Well, I think that I think that does a good job of summing it up. I think that. Uh, you know, and I, I don't want to speak for you, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say mm-hmm. I, I know Rebecca pretty well from having her in a table group um, mm-hmm. that her and Laura and you and the other people that were want people to communicate with them if there's a question. Absolutely. That it's not to be something that you're supposed to just be like, I'm going to ignore it and hope it goes away. If you have a question, yeah. I'm volunteering you up, Gary, to say yeah, that if somebody please. wants to email you or call please. you that they can do that if they have a question about how best to move forward. Even if they don't feel comfortable going to the service, there are other ways to be involved in the community if you can't be there on a Sunday. And I'm assuming that you guys, again, I don't want to speak for you, but maybe I'm feeding you softball right now. But um, should people be reaching out if they don't feel comfortable coming to the service but want to be part uh, of of the community and figuring out ways to do that? Please, yes. I mean, we we do have um, table groups that are exclusively online. Um, You know, we have... uh, uh, we have table grapes that have taken safe. Me- I mean, there's there's various aspects of you fit being able to fit in where you feel like you you can. I mean, I've traveled to um, Marshall to serve communion mm-hmm. um, to to a group of people. If if you feel like you can't come to a sanctuary yet, yet you'd like for me to come visit or um, to, I mean, we're happy to do that. I want to be able to do that. I that's where I feel like. Um, yeah, I really, I really love those opportunities. And so I would say not just like concerns, uh, about the protocols or whatever, but like, just, just please let us know. It is our, our, our joy to serve, to serve you. And we would encourage you to reach out. You know, it's funny, uh, in the last minute or two of this mm-hmm. 
Um, I would encourage this community to be also be pray, praying for you, Gary, oh, and the people that are um, Rebecca and Laura and mm-hmm. the Vestry and other people. There are a lot of people in this community that are working very, very hard. If you show up on Sunday and you may not see all the things that are going on behind the scenes, but anybody that's ever worked in a church or been an elder in a church know there's a lot of moving parts in a church. Yeah. On And if you add on top of that a COVID pandemic, it's 10,000 times worse. Right. So yeah. p- we as a community should be praying for the leadership of this church. We should be praying for each other. And if, if people want to talk, I mean, they can always reach out to me if they want to chat. Yeah. I mean, there are different ways of... I, I've been amazed a little bit, but during this pandemic, this really doesn't have anything to do about opening up. But I've been amazed at about how God has penetrated the veil of COVID in ways that that have been incredible to me. Mm-hmm. That there are opportunities to meet people where they are, mm-hmm. even if it's a phone call or an email or, a, God forbid, a handwritten letter. Right? That people just want to connect with each yeah. other, and so um, as a community, I would say first reach out ask questions, mm-hmm. pray for the, the staff of this church, and, and pray for this nation, that we as a nation can be healed, even if it's not COVID that we're being healed from. Because I think you said it right. Yeah. Is that there are a lot of hidden costs to this yeah. that are not something that we necessarily talk about all the time. So yeah. the fact that the church is even asking those questions, I think, is a powerful yeah. reminder of what the body of Christ is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And and I I do want to assure you know our folks that the vestry I mean there's such a wide diversity of thoughts and feelings on this that the at the end of the day I I love that because that's where you tend to make your best decisions um, and we you know they've worked really hard and I'm I'm also really proud of our staff so um, uh, I'm grateful for everyone and the volunteers the participation. Um, the level of of support and participation has been wonderful. So thanks, and I would say um, uh, practice waiting. Waiting, and if you don't uh, agree with the uh, something, you know what? Um, I'm not on board with everything either. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it, it it can if we allow it to grow us in in ways that we maybe didn't anticipate. Whether it be waiting, uh, anticipating for this to end celebrating when it's over and, um, and walking with the Lord through it. Amen. Good word. Good word. Thanks for being with me, Gary. Uh, we will be back soon with more podcasts. Uh, we'll, we're going to call it the Gary hour of power. I think we're (laughs) we're going to full hour of power. (laughs) Anyway, thank you everybody. If you have any questions, please feel free to, to email, Mm -hmm. uh, Gary or Rebecca or anyone else at the church, email me and I'll, forward you on if you want. Um, But uh, we will be back with you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Peace.